Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. All right, welcome to Save the Cowboy. It's good to see everybody here this morning. Um, it's been, uh, some people got some rain. Yeah. These two got rain. I, I didn't get any rain. Ty had a river. Yeah, we had an inch and a half of rain in about uh, 45 minutes last Yeah, that's, sure needed it though. Sure needed it. So uh, welcome to Save the Cowboy. We're live broadcasting right now on YouTube uh, from Kiowa, Colorado, which is about 30 miles southeast of Denver. And um, we are a ministry that uh, we have three ranches that we raise beef cattle and we butcher the beef and give it away to needy families. Uh, Ty Weber to my left is is over the three ranches. He's our ranch manager, and to my right is Mitch Gorman. He takes care of our uh, ranch at Rama, about thirty miles southeast of here. So uh, anyway, what's been going on this week? I want to start off with an announcement. We've got uh, this is kind of a sneak preview of. Uh, I just want to get a date on your guys' calendar. Um, every fall, well. Last year we switched it to, it to fall, but every year we do a, a fundraiser, an, an auction fundraiser for our uh, for our ranch here, and our date for that this year is going to be October 23rd. So make sure you put that on your calendar. Um, there will be more details to follow, but I just wanted to throw that out there uh, so you guys could, could schedule it. Yeah, and our, our, our business plan, uh, we wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> To anybody because we pay for everything and then we give everything away so it's really hard on the bottom line and you know y'all know me I, I don't push giving or money very much but um, the way we are able to have three ranches and to help so many people is through this fundraiser and also through the Long X Ranch Cowboys so uh, Mitch for people watching online most people here know what it is but for somebody watching online tell them what the Long X Ranch Cowboys are it's a subscription-based deal, and, and it's anywhere from ten to five hundred dollars a month. I mean, you can get you can get lots of stuff for for whatever you pay. I mean, we don't. That's just what it goes to is ten to five hundred. You can right. give a million if you want, but one million. Uh, one million. No, but uh, and and with that, you know that that goes directly to supporting our, our ranching operations. That includes going and serving other ranches around here mm-hmm. or ranchers. Or, or around the country, really, and then also goes to, to feeding feeding those families with the beef program and what we got ten different states now, where mm-hmm. people are going to start doing mm-hmm. the beef program. Yep. So it's it's starting to starting to spread a lot, and so all the everything that that the Long X Ranch uh, makes as far as financially goes right into those funds mm-hmm. uh, and to helping people and feeding people. Yeah. So, we wouldn't be able to do it without no, them. No, no, we wouldn't and, be able to gosh, do it without it's, them. It's grown so much the last year and a half, two years. It's Crazy. I don't know how many members. we got like almost 200. Yeah, 200 members now. Yep. Well, those the those people are, are part of this ministry oh, absolutely. just as much as anybody. They're, they're the ones doing the beef ministry yeah. across the, I mean, yeah. they're, we're starting to get more and more states that want to do it. Yeah, I was talking to a lady in Wisconsin last week, and, and she, was Lisa, and, and she was down here for the, the retreat we had a, a month ago. And she's going to get a yearling and feed it out and, and butcher it and, and give away the meat. But she was telling me that... Uh, you know, she's not in the ranching industry right now. She's she's got an office job, but she's she just loves the ranch deal. And, and um, in, in college, she had to do a, a project for a business class where she had to make a business plan uh, model for for an actual business. And and she did hers on a Colorado cattle ranch because that's new that 
that she was going to do in her life was she was going to going to have a, a ranch in Colorado. Well, it never came to fruition. And she was, yeah, it just didn't happen. And I said, well, yeah, so actually it did. Because involved in the Long X Ranch Cowboys with a cattle ranch in Colorado. In Colorado, two of and them, so, yeah. Um, you know, we, the Long X Ranch, we are the Long X Ranch, right. including everybody that out there in this country. And, and uh, we're... We're well on our way to, to giving away beef in 50 states in this country. So Yeah, yeah and, and with that subscription, too, I mean, you're feeding people uh, not only like that, but, I mean, you also get something out of it, too, with that subscription. We haven't – I don't remember the last time we talked about anything financial up here. It's been a long time. We don't, we don't pass around offering plates. Um, there's a donation box in the back if you want to tithe. Um, that's between you and God. We don't ask about it, and we don't, we don't preach about it, really. Um, but the, So this subscription deal, I mean – when you subscribe, that, that all the fundraiser or all the money is going to to the ranch. But with that, I mean, you get monthly or weekly emails from devotionals and stuff. There's different Bible programs that you can do on there, like the, the, the memorization deal that Jay did, um, a Bible memorization deal, which is awesome. Um, just knowing you've your, got one on knowing, there. Yeah, I've got one on there. I've got one on yep. there. Yeah, um, a rejection series of and mine. I've got the focus. Yep, yep. And then uh, so you get those weekly emails and stuff like that, and then. There's access to the Facebook page, and you get on the Facebook page, there's always somebody encouraging somebody else or asking for prayer or whatever the case may be. And then, uh, gosh, we have conference calls, two a month. Yep, we got one tonight. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things that go on. Uh, and speaking of prayers and everything, mm -hmm. uh, one of our Long X Ranch Cowboys down in Texas, uh, he just lost his youngest daughter to COVID. So uh, please be in prayer for TJ Disletta and, and their family. So... Um, she was, I think she was in her 20s. So pre pretty sad deal there. So anyway, um, what else you got? I went to a really neat deal this past week. Uh, no one affiliated with me, but uh, we're all brothers and sisters. Um, uh, we're fucking our friends with a, with a woman who, who had a rough, rough time this year. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, she was at, you know, just didn't know what else to do and God literally saved her. And, and so they set up a baptism at her house. She wanted to get baptized and, and actually made a out of it, which I thought was really cool. I love like, it. Like what better reason to have a party than, than, so she and her son got baptized um, in their pool in the backyard. It was one of the neatest things I've ever seen, but, but even better now was her testimony was, was so powerful on how she was able to get through a really rough time. Um, and and come out of it with peace and forgive forgiveness and uh and and contentment she's happy mm -hmm. i mean in six months she's it's just been a transformation and everybody who's who's got to witness that could see it and yeah. feel it. it it was it was pretty powerful it was cool so now from now on every time we have a baptism we're gonna do a party <laughs> it. it is a celebration at, at someone's house they told heidi she got to put a pool in her backyard so so that we can do it there there you go so, there you go did I, I like yeah. did I send you the lutheran church and cowhands deal uh -oh. beer and brats festival festival at the lutheran church <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to get people there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i was like man Maybe we should be taking notes. New type yep. of, new cultural Christian uh, communion. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started. Open us up in prayer, Mitch. Lord, we just thank you for today. And God, just thank you for sending your son to die on the cross so we can even have the opportunity to be here this morning. Just thank you for everybody that is here this morning, God, that has just taken time to, 
to give you the first day of the week, Lord, and just to worship you and just come together and God with each other and have great fellowship and also hear an amazing message. Um, God, I just ask you to bless everybody in here. Lord, just be with everybody who is sick and hurting right now, Lord. Um, just wrap your loving arms around them and just give them peace. Um, give them peace to come to you uh, because you are the ultimate giver of love and peace. And Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, continue just to bless Kevin just with the sermons that he gives and continue to open our hearts, Lord, to hear those messages and go out and preach that message throughout our week. It's your name we ask these things. Amen. 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 Uh, if you want to follow along today, good luck, because we're going to kind of be everywhere. But if you want to start off uh, Ephesians, Galatians, then 2 Corinthians. So if you want to kind of bookmark those. Uh, anyway, so last week, uh, or this, this week, I got invited to Pueblo. I've never been down to the reservoir at Pueblo, but I got invited to go paddleboarding down there. And I had been paddleboarding before. I'd done it in Cozumel. And uh, it was a fun time. And there was like 12 or 15. I mean, this is in the ocean, you know, with, with you know, waves coming in and stuff. And, uh, you know, when I did it down there in Cozumel, I never, I was the only one that didn't fall off. And, you know, I was cruising around, no big deal, kind of enjoyed it. And then, uh, so this week I, I went down there and, and they put my paddleboard in, in the water and I was just going to try to step on it from the dock. I was like, ah, I'm going to fall and break myself. So I kind of got on my knees and pushed off and, and got out there a little ways. And uh, anyway, so I start, I start paddling, man, and, and like it just started doubting myself because it wouldn't go in it to go. And so anyway, I got tired of being on my knees, so I tried to stand up. And when I did it in the ocean, I stood up the entire time. And I stood up, and I mean, it was just like so wobbly, and I was... Man, I was getting asthma, and it was, it was bad. I couldn't do nothing except go in circles, and man, I started really kind of doubting myself. Today, we're going to talk about the circle breakers, because there's a lot of things in life where it just seems like we go in circles, and no matter how hard we try, um, there are several reasons that we go in circles, and we're going to talk today about how to get moving straight instead of just going in circles. And the first one, this is I've already kind of alluded to it, is one of the things that keeps you from moving forward is doubting yourself. But it's not the doubt, it's the self part. It's the self part. Because in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Paul says, Find be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Not self. A lot of times when we start doubting ourselves, we are looking to ourselves for the strength. We are looking to ourselves for the peace. We are looking to ourselves to, to produce this happiness. And it was never meant to be like that. Paul says it right here. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. Not yours. So when we start doubting ourselves, we're taking our eyes off of everything that God wants to give us, and we start putting all this pressure on ourselves. But listen, there is no strength in ourselves because it says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. There is no strength in ourself. There is no might in ourself. Self is important that we are commanded not just to not look at ourselves. We are commanded to die to self, to die to self. And in Galatians 2.20, Paul says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ 
that lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We are supposed to die to self. You know, and when we start going in circles, we start doubting ourselves and we look for everything that's going wrong within ourselves instead of looking for what is right in God. Our self has been crucified. You know, a, a lot of people, there's a kind of uh, philosophy that, you know, oh, you don't need a low self-esteem. You need that high self-esteem. Well, low self and high self-esteem are, are, are two sides to the same coin because it's all self. It's all self. It's all directed. If you have a low self-esteem, it's about yourself. If you have a high self-esteem, it's still about yourself. And we demanded to die to self. It's not us that lives, but Christ that lives within us. And we live by trusting in Jesus ourselves. Man, you want to talk about going in circles. And I, and I don't presume to know what you're going through right now, okay? You don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. But chances are that either in the near past or maybe even right now, and you can kind of bet maybe even in the future that you felt like that. You've just been going in circles and you've been doubting yourself, wondering, what am I doing wrong? That's what's going wrong is looking at yourself and not looking at God. You know, um, I finally got out of the boat dock about nine hours. No, it wasn't nine hours. But I, I got there to where there was other people paddleboarding, and they were having so much fun. I hated them. I hated I, it. Was, it, was a, it was sinful. I, I, was, I was jealous of, you know, they're just out there like, you know, and these other people, they had these paddle boards that had handlebars on them, and they had like these little, I don't know, it was like a stair stepper or something. And I mean, they're just cruising out there. They, it was a paddle board with handlebars. They go over there and check on me because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I've got asthma. I'm dying. Oh my gosh. So I try to stand up again, right? Sitting on my knees didn't work, and then I put my feet in the water, and that's like two anchors, right? And so I tried to stand up again. J just imagine, this is what I look like when I was standing up on that paddleboard. Just imagine a newborn giraffe being born on an icy lake, okay? That's, it was so difficult, and I knew I looked like an idiot out there. Everybody's like, because everybody else is just, and I do anything, right? Oh my gosh, going in circles. Another thing that keeps us from moving forward is like I said, looking at everybody else and comparing what they're doing to what you're doing. Compels to others. Listen, your success, your failures, um, your trials, your victories, your, your walk with God is absolutely unique and you cannot compare it to anybody else. That is why it's called a personal relationship with Jesus. It's not, you know, a relationship through anybody else, okay? Comparing yourself to others is wanting what they have instead of what Christ offers. Man, it's the keeping up with the Joneses. It's being, you know, being envious. I was envious of them. They're out there having a great time. I'm cramping because I didn't know you could get cramps, and I'm dying, right? I'm just like, Lord, just take me. Just take me. They're having a blast. They're happy. I'm not constantly comparing my situation to somebody else's. Second Corinthians 
2 Corinthians 10, 12. You know why I love this verse? I speak three languages. I speak English, I speak Spanish, and I speak sarcasm. Anybody else speak sarcasm? Paul speaks sarcasm, right? Do you know that Paul was very... Listen to 2 Corinthians 10, 12, talking about comparing ourselves to other people. Paul is being sarcastic. He says, oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as, as these other men who tell how important they are. Very sarcastic. Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are. But they are only comparing them to each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. And then he says this. You, people say, well, I don't understand the Bible. I bet you understand these two words. In talk, comparing yourself to others, Paul says, how, how ignorant is it to compare what we have to somebody else or what somebody has compared to us? Comparing ourselves to others makes what they have goal instead of what God wants to give us. Remember, your relationship with God is absolutely, positively unique. It's not going to be the same as mine. It's not going to be the same as Ty's or Daniel's. It's absolutely unique. And when we start comparing ourselves to others, man, we're looking and wanting and being envious of what they have instead of what God has to offer. Even comparing ourselves to others by thinking we can do something better. You know, it's not always, you know, that way, like wanting what somebody else has. A lot of times we compare to others, or maybe we don't, but... Everybody's been known, well, I'm glad I'm not like that guy. I'm glad I'm not like that gal. That's still comparing yourself to them. It's absurd. Well, maybe it's not absurd. Maybe it just is what Paul called it. Maybe it's just ignorant to compare. You ever felt like you just, no matter how hard you try, just in circles, in circles. Quit yourself. Quit comparing yourself to others. So finally, I get to this little island, and I get out to rest, because I'm dead. I mean, I've gone mm, a quarter of a mile distance. I've been 9,000 miles in circles, and uh, it's horrible, right? So I am worn out. My shoulders are sore. My core is sore. Like I said, I've got cramps, and I didn't know you could get cramps. And so I'm sitting there catching my breath on this little bitty island, and I thought, huh. I turned the board over. It didn't have any fins. Now, if you've never been on a paddleboard, those three little fins are vastly important. They keep you going straight. So I didn't know whether to cry. Because now I knew why I was going in circles. But I also knew there wasn't a stinking thing I could do about it, and I had to get back over there. So I pushed off, and, you know, I tried sitting in, and I tried, like, uh, going real deep with the oar, just, like, real slow. You know what happened when I did that? I turned real slow. <laughs> this is how it was. Just like that. And so then, anybody ever seen the, those little gondolas in Venice? You've seen, they don't have two oars. They just have one, right? They got it back there, and they kind of do it like a fin. I tried that, put it between my legs. Didn't work. It doesn't work. 
but I finally realized trying too hard because the way I got back was by breathing very shallow and not moving anything and putting the oar about this far into the water, just barely going. Slow and steady wins the race, right? Yep. And I made it back. The last talk about that keeps us from moving forward is too hard. Too hard. You know, have you ever noticed that when, when something doesn't work, try harder? It's like, oh, that didn't work, so maybe I need to try what didn't work harder, and then it'll work, and that's never the case, right? It's not working, so I must not be doing it right. I must do it work better or more. But in Psalm 46.10, the writer of this psalm says this, Be still, and God. Be still, and know that I'm God. Instead of because isn't that our culture? Just you, you got to go, you know, full speed to the metal. But yet God says, be still and know that I am God. You know, uh, just still probably works in every situation except being chased by a mad mama cow. Do not be still when that happens, okay? That verse does not apply to mama cows with calves, okay? But in every other situation, try it sometime. Be still and know God. The only time I can really remember whenever the Bible's to try really hard is in 1 Thessalonians 4.11, where it says, your ambition, work hard to lead a quiet life, Mind your own business and work with your hands. The only place I know of that God says to work hard, but he says work hard to lead a quiet life, to be still and know that he is God. If you're going to work hard at something, work hard at that. And in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Paul kind of tells us how to do that, of how to be still, how to lead a quiet life. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. God, what you need, and thank Him for all He has done. Then, and I, and I love it whenever the then, because we're really talking about a click, right? I mean, He says, if you do this, then this will happen, or at least it has a propensity to happen, okay? He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, instead of worrying, Pray about everything. Tell what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds any stand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. One of the things that keeps us going in circles, man, is just, it, it, it seems right because it's, it sounds good. Work harder, work harder, work harder. And sometimes you need to keep going, but only put your oar in the water this much. Even if you don't have fins on the bottom, and often trying harder results in worry, it's not to ever worry. He says, don't worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. If you think that you, know, you want to start following God, man, you can just do that, and that's a lot to work on. It's just don't worry, right? He says, don't worry, but pray. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will have peace 
that will guard your hearts and minds. It doesn't say if you work harder, that's going to guard your hearts and minds. It says uh, you will have peace when you don't worry and you pray about everything and you give everything to him and you thank him for all he's done. Then you will have the peace of God and that is what will guard your hearts and minds. You know, I, I finally made it back. Worn out, tired, and, and I just... I found it ironic that those three little fins, board, it was three, these three little fins that nobody can, that you don't even see what they're doing under there, but can have a drastic effect on what happens in your life of just going in circles, of just going in circles. And you know what? There's, there's three little things that have been making all of us at some point in time, maybe right now, of going in circles, of doubting ourselves, of looking to ourselves for the strength instead of to God, and comparing what we have, and like, man, I wish I had what they had, and blah, blah, blah. Man, that's going to keep you going in circles. And finally, man, you know I'm not against hard work, but man, sometimes we just need to be still and know that God is in charge And that he tells us that we don't have to worry. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace. In other words, then you'll start moving out straight. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, continue to grow us in your image through the life, death, and resurrection of your son, Jesus. Increase our faith as we follow him down that narrow trail and show us that the way to get where we want to be is by following and trusting in Him. If anyone has not given their life to Him, I pray that they do it now. Time is running short. It's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.